Hi, this is Christopher Walken. I, uh, calling in is sick and wrong with a joke. Uh, what's the difference between Amy Winehouse and a moped? A moped can make it to 30. Gotta go. Bye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. <coughs> oh, I might not, not be able to make too, it today. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just right. making fun of you for being sick. I know. You know, I was about to uh, offer a little disclaimer to everybody out there that I'm going to sound extra nasally. I'm probably going to hack a few more times than I normally do. God, um, it's going to be all hacking the whole show. Yeah, I, I just don't feel that good. Yeah, I'm going to kind of get That's, sick this Everybody week. should work like this via just the the tubes, Skyping on the tubes. You never have to see, like, be in the same room as any of your coworkers. You, you would, nobody would ever get sick or, you know, it'd be much reduced. Well, you know, it's 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 weird because I work from home, so I, I don't get sick that often, and I'm relatively healthy, other than my um, drinking and <laughs> that my, my lifestyle. But I'm I'm relatively healthy. I get to bed, I get to sleep. I try to go to the gym, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't I don't usually get sick all that often. But when you work in an office and you're next to somebody else who's constantly sick, then everybody gets sick. Like one person in the office gets sick, everybody gets sick. That normally doesn't happen to me. So I think I get sick usually like one or two times a year. How often do you ever get sick? I would say I get sick once a year or once every two years. I mean, an actual virus. We're not talking about being hungover, correct? Well, I mean, I, I have a cold. That's all I have. Like I've been, you know, runny nose, fever, sore throat. You eat I'm, some chicken soup. Oh, right. You're a vegan. They make vegan chicken nowadays. But um, I don't, think, I don't think vegan chicken cures a cold. But when do you get like flu, like where you have to take medication rectally because you can't keep it down? Rooster tailing. <laughs> yeah, I don't get sick like that all that often. So, yeah, but this week I'm definitely a little sickly, which I hope it kind of wears off by uh, Halloween, which is quickly coming upon us. Wackerly, you do know Halloween's only a couple weeks away. Are you excited or are you dreading it? I'm not anything. I, I I made a uh I made a pact with myself that I'm not going to celebrate Halloween and I'm not going to any Halloween parties. What? Okay. <laughs> how how are you going to be able to avoid that? All your friends and I'm sure your friends are having a Halloween party. It's a Wednesday night, right? I mean, I can stay in on a Wednesday. Yeah, there's so. the weekend before. I'm talking about oh. the, the entire Halloween festivities. It's the weekend before is when people celebrate Halloween. I suppose I could just go to a bar and ignore the fact that everybody has a costume on. Just completely blank them. What if someone wants to have a party at your house? Didn't you have a Halloween party last year? Yeah, I'm not going to do that this year. You're putting your foot down about this? Uh, 
yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not angry about Halloween or anything. I just don't want to do it. You know, a coworker of mine was uh, making fun of me because he was like, "You're too old to dress up in a costume and go to a Halloween party." What the fuck? And I was saying, True. "No, no, I, I disagree. I don't think there's as much of an age limit with Halloween because of the gays and the swingers." But you're not a gay or a swinger. No, but I mean the swingers. But they've changed it for everybody. They've they've eliminated the age limit of Halloween. It's why did you, more why did you throw swingers in there? I, I never associated swingers with Halloween. I'd say swingers, swingers love Halloween. That's when they get to dress up as like slutty fire women and slutty male women and whatever they slut out um, costumes. You know, they, they they make their slut variations. <laughs> all the, all of those costumes. people in all those people in slutty Halloween costumes are swingers. No, but swingers. Do you, do you know do what that. a swinger is? <laughs> No, but swingers do that. Swingers are just they have they have Halloween parties and they dress like a up Halloween in key party. Totally, that's a that's a swinger thing. Go any go to any like swinger club, look in the paper, and notice that every swinger club's having a special Halloween themed party. And there's no age limits with with them. I never saw where are all these swingers ads in the paper. <laughs> go look at the go pick up the SF Weekly. You'll see like oh. a swinger, you know, the pleasure party or the pleasure den or whatever. Is having oh. their Halloween theme party down here in LA? There's a ton of them, and yeah, these people I'll, I'll are. Take your over... word for it. I guess I just haven't noticed that the swingers were really into Halloween. Well, I mean, if you're saying... having a proper, if you're having a proper swinging parties, people shouldn't have any clothes on, anyways. I guess masks, like in uh, Eyes Wide Shut, that would be conducive. But they start out in costume. Well, what, so you're not going to dress up. You're not going to even be like a sexy Big Bird or maybe sexy Honey Badger. I heard those are like the popular costumes this year. I really don't get the Big Bird thing. Is it just because there's other reference in the debate? Yeah, it's just because uh, Mitt Romney hates Big Bird, so now you. Good God, people are morons! So now everybody's going to dress up as that for Jesus Christ. (laughs) I like. Did you see the uh, the guy that shot up all the people at the Batman? Someone's making a mask of his face, selling it on eBay. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then they had to take it down. Why? Why? Why do you have to take it down? I don't know. It's Halloween. People complain. I bet guarantee there's going to be people wearing that, though, this year. I, I heard something that somebody in New York did a serial killer-themed haunted house, and they, they shut that down, too. The victim's families were like, oh, you can't have John Wayne Gacy at a, a haunted house. Like, fuck you, dude. That was a long time ago. That's a good idea, though. You know, um, there's no, a... The, the, the victim's families groups will come after you. Yeah, but that's a that's a really good. I'm surprised no one. I haven't heard of anyone doing that down here. I, I guess, guess everybody in Los Angeles is just too sensitive to other people's feelings. Well, no, they do artistic haunted houses. Like I'm go, supposed to go next next week on a date with this chick. I know she's gonna be impressed with it though. Neil Patrick Harris has a haunted house. It's almost like kind of being Compton almost. It's in a shitty neighborhood, but they just like I, th- I think they just rented some shitty house, but it made it. You're not getting punked, are you? <laughs> No, no, you go look yeah, it up. Yeah, go, go down into Compton and walk into this house. No, look it up. Be real go, scary. Do a Google search for Neil Patrick Harris Haunted House, Los Angeles. It's called like Blood Rites or something or Blood Ritual or something like that. And it's supposed to be this, there's all these actors and it's kind of like a play and you go in and you walk through that, like an interactive haunted house. Is Boner going to be there? Bone, you're thinking of Growing Pains. What what was his friend's name on uh, Doogie Hauser? Doogie Hauser. I thought that was Boner. No, that's uh, 
Boner was Kirk Cameron's friend in okay, uh, Growing Pains. Okay. And they, I doubt they're friends anymore because Kirk Cameron's oh, no. a religious prick. No, every, everybody from Growing Pains hates Kirk Cameron now. Yeah, don't but what was him. what was uh, what was Doogie's friend's name? I didn't think Doogie had any friends because he was like a precocious Vinny? little fuck. Was it Vinny? I think he, it was Vinny. He didn't have any friends. Yes, he did. He had a friend. Would you hang Vinny. out with that kid? If he was a doctor, he was like a doctor. He's like fourteen. He's also gay. He Overachiever. Right. He's also gay. You know that, right? Maybe maybe that's the ruse of this haunted house thing. You go in there, door shuts. Next thing you know, I'm getting buggered, buggered by NPH. Buggered by a ghoul. Or goblin. I, I, as much as I am completely underwhelmed by Halloween, I do like haunted houses. But I don't know. I don't know of any that are around here. You can it, go. You can go to like sick, like Great America, and they have a haunted. But I'm not driving all the way to fucking Vallejo and paying the amusement park admission fee just to do a haunted house. Why don't don't people don't do haunted houses in my neighborhood or area of California? It's, they, it's a big thing down here. They get this. Well, this Doogie Hauser one's kind of like a. A play, this Neil Patrick Harris thing. It's expensive too, but they have these other ones. Like, uh, have you ever heard of? It's called Not Scary Farms, Not Scary Farms. It's like an amusement park, but they change it into a horror, like Halloween themed thing, where you walk around, you go on the rides and stuff. But every now and then, a dude dressed up like as Michael Myers is going to chase you and grab you or something. I love. That. I like that shit. When I where I grew up, they had the haunted forest, which is cool. I what, mean, just some guy doing the haunted just, forest. You know, like, well, they had little structure. <laughs> you'd like go in a little structure. You, you know, you'd walk through the forest part, and some guy in a fucking with a like burlap sack over his head and a big fake chainsaw, or maybe a real chainsaw, thinking that it's you know northern Michigan, like jumps out at you, or, like starts chasing you around. Yeah, that's what happens in not scary farms. You know, it's scary. I, I wouldn't be into that. I would be like, just stop chasing me. Come on. This, this ruse is done now. The, f- the fear is that they jump out of nowhere that you didn't expect it. That's where it's it's scary because you're, su- you're sort of on edge because you know somebody's going to jump out at you at some point, but you're still uh, startled when they do it. Yeah, but they're not going to, you know, they're, they're not going to do anything, even if they do jump out at you. It's not, you know, I mean, do you like horror movies? Yeah, but they don't scare me. <laughs> Why do you like them then? That's dumb. Because it's, it's kind of great. You get to see people get slaughtered. And demons, oh. I don't know. So you you watch it. You watch it like like fat people watch the Food Network, more or less. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're not the same, you and me. So wacky. I'm thinking about calling in sick tomorrow. Don't oh yeah, know. yeah. What? what are you, do, you, do you do you have an excuse lined up? Just I feel like shit. Well, it's funny you should mention that because uh, <laughs> I read an article today. You know, I actually. I haven't called in sick this whole year, but I feel like shit today. I felt like shit all day uh, yesterday. You know, I think the weather changed here, and it, it got like 20 degrees colder, and all of a sudden... It's too much for your delicate frame. No, it's bear. like all of a sudden I just got, uh, you know, started getting sick and sore throat and the, the, the stuffed up head and couldn't sleep at night, had to go take Tylenol PMs to get to bed. So I was thinking, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to call in sick to work. Isn't How sick do you need to be to call in sick to work? <sighs> That's a good question. It depends on your workload. I mean, if you got nothing to do at work, I have no problem just calling in sick because, you know, you have a mild headache. But when you have a ton of shit, if you have a ton of shit to do and you call in sick and then when you come back, 
it's like you know it's exponentially larger amount to do because the shit just piles up and shit rolls downhill right on top of you even though you're not there i think it depends then, on then your i'll job. start then i'll sort of troop it out and go in well i think it depends on your job because i hate it when someone someone is visibly ill like they're sick they're sniffling they're just a cesspool full of germs and they're sneezing and they're sitting right next to you at work it's like stay the fuck home work from home asshole yeah. Or just, or, get... or just or just you're you know you have a way overvalued sense of like what you bring to this company. If you are gone for three days, no, you know nobody would know the difference. But they're always like, "I haven't taken a sick day in five years. I'm very integral to this company." No, no, you're not. It's, you're really it, not. You know what it is? It's like the same pricks who never missed a day of school. Remember those mm-hmm. people that would get an award mm-hmm. for not missing a day of school? They wouldn't get they wouldn't get honors because they're not intelligent people. It's usually, just... it's usually because they're a latchkey kid and their parents were their like single mom was at work and like you know they couldn't stay home because like school was their essential essentially their daycare. I just always loved it because you know at the end of the year you get your awards. I'd get up there and get my because my GPA was high. I'd get an award for being in like the upper percentile of kids. And then at the very end, it's Whatever, like a and... briefcase mong. Yeah, but but then at the end you get those kids that would be like, okay, and Corey Sheldon, come on up here. You haven't missed a day of school for a whole year. And then the kid that hasn't missed you know for three years a single day, and you're just looking at him like you know you're not even a smart kid. Does he right. even fucking Vel- matter? Velcro shoes. Yeah, it's like seriously, just <laughs> even though he's in eighth grade, you, you could come to school every day for the next six years, and you're still not going to learn anything. You're still not going to be in the upper percentile of the class because you're an idiot. So just skip some school. Fuck it. It's not going to make a difference. Right. Smoke some pot while you're at it. While you're yeah. playing hooky. You're gonna you're, Burger King's still going to hire you. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I don't the know. The last resort of the dumb, <laughs> perfect attendance kid. <laughs> Because you know when he goes to Breaking, he's going to be employee of the month like every month. Oh, dude. because he's not going to miss a fucking day. I'm here on the dot, <laughs> working the fry machine every shift. But motherfucker's going to sneeze in your food, and he's going to make you ill. That's he's also the guy when, when if you're sort of one of the slacker kids who works at Burger King because your dad told you you had to get a job, he's going to kick you out. Uh, you know, and you want to go to like see Danzig or whatever. You can you always go to that kid. To fill in for you. Hey, dude, can you uh, take my shift on Friday? I guess. <laughs> Got to save up for that car payment. Because you know that kid's not doing anything. He has no, no he plans. Have, he doesn't anything. have anything to do Friday night. Come on, dude. <laughs> take one for the team. So I read an article the other day. This is from the Daily Mail here. They're saying that um, it's about uh, uh, thirty. how 30% of workers, 30%, admit faking sick days. And they listed some of the ridiculous excuses that they use. This is uh, all, these are Americans here, so I think Daily does it Mail. talk about? I mean, it, are we talking about Burger King? Or are we talking about corporate jobs, adult jobs, or entry level jobs? Does it say anything about that, or is it across the board? I think it's just across the board. But but that's you know, it's a good good uh, good idea to point that out because you know, at, at like my job, all I really need to do is send an email saying, "Hey, I'm sick, I'm not coming in today." I'll probably be logging in from home for a little while. And that's fine. But if you're if you're working some other jobs like Burger King or some other like factory jobs, you know, blue collar jobs like that, oftentimes you have to produce a doctor's note if you're gonna miss a day of uh a day of work. I think I've talked to people with corporate jobs, uh or at least white I don't know. what is corporate job? I have no idea. But white collar jobs that have said, Yeah, oh yeah, my company's really strict, like I we have to get a doctor's note also. 
That's insane. I've never worked for a company that. that didn't I, I've do gone that. to the do- I've gone to the doctor before. I know this is true because I've gone to the doctor and the doctor asked me, "Do you need a note?" I'm like, "No, fuck off." Well, you know, like even tomorrow, like I'm having. I do need a. I do need a lolly though. <laughs> even tomorrow, I'm having qualms about uh, you know taking a sick day, but it's like you you get sick days. I mean, how many sick days do you guys get from you know uh, in a given work year? I believe my companies, uh, even though they're very, you know, they're kind of lax on the note and all that shit, they're pretty <laughs> fucking stingy with the days off. I think I have five days a year I can be sick. I think that's what we have. I think we have, I think it's five, three or five days a year of just sick days. So why not use them? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm feeling kind of guilty well, about like doing I, this Well, like, I had tomorrow, that surgery but... last year, and, uh, you know, that wipes out five days right there when you have surgery. If you but like, that was last year, Because you can barely walk. I yeah, what you can even do. Yeah, well, see, with with me, I work from home, so I think it's kind of like they're like, "You're oh, really, you're really sick, huh?" And then there's the whole thing of when I call in sick, I have this reputation, not amongst everybody, but definitely the you know my boss has known me for a long time that they think I'm so hungover, like I partied till like four in the morning the night before with you know strippers and tranny hookers and God knows what else. And that's why I'm calling in, which is not true. I'm I'm not going out tonight. I'm going to go to bed at like 11, but I'm sick. I'm genuinely It has Ill. been true in the past, to be It honest. has been true in the past, yes. And I have come up with some elaborate excuses that always tend to work for me. But tomorrow, I mean, that, that to me, sick. That to me is a sick and wrong, maybe not a thought experiment, but my two cents thing. If if somebody has, has the, a cold and they have a splitting headache and their nose is stuffed up, they can't taste any food... You take the day off because you feel like shit. Now, if I'm super hungover and I can barely see two feet in front of my face and like to even like lift my head off the pillow is is pain akin to having shock treatment. That's why, a sick day. Why, yeah, why is that not a sick day? I mean, yeah, yes, it was my own fault because I'm an idiot and I drank too much and stayed up too late and smoked too many cigarettes, but I still feel like shit. I'm still... I mean, that to me is sick. You made yourself sick. You're still sick. I mean, yeah, but you shouldn't even go to work if you're hungover like that. Uh, what, well, okay, what if you're like a, a, an avid uh, extreme sport guy and you're like out snowboarding and you break your leg? That dude gets maybe a sick day off because he broke his leg, but it was also his fault that he went snowboarding. I'm an extreme bar patron, <laughs> and I went to the bar and extremely drank my face off on a work night. And uh, you know I haven't. And actually, the guy with the broken leg, extreme drinker, the guy with the broken leg, that's gonna last a couple, you know, maybe like a month, where he's hobbling around in the cast and it's hurting his job. What do they call that? Effectiveness, Uh, productivity. I'm not gonna. I'll be hungover maybe for two days if it was like really bad. But But you'll probably be be fine by the second day you come back to work. Just don't talk to. Then I'll go drink again and be the same way the next day. But anyways, so that's my they say range. here that uh, 29% of employers now regularly check to see if employees are telling the truth. Um, 29% most, you said? 29%. Most bosses surveyed said they typically asked for a doctor's note or called the worker later in the day. 18% admitted to asking another employee to call the suspected faker to check on them. And 14% of bosses, and this is I find kind of hard to believe, have driven by an employee's house to check up on them. Wow. Hmm. I mean, I could imagine working for somebody who didn't trust me to that point. But I imagine, I mean, uh, you know, I imagine this is a... 
I remember when I worked, uh, I used to work for that, um, that industrial supply company in Chicago and I had to manage the warehouse Those when someone was sick, when someone was sick there, they, they, you know, like the, uh, the scrubs that had to work for us had to bring in doctor's notes. And we had some people that were perpetually ill all the time. And some of the excuses they'd make up were just completely bizarre. Before I read some of these outlandish excuses here, I just wanted to get your opinion here. Well, how much of how much detail do you go into when you give an excuse? Like when, when it, I've always thought the more elaborate an excuse, the more believable it is because it's just so you know, so specific and so strange that God, how you know why, why would someone be? How could someone be making this up? And that's what I've always used. Is I've always used like, you know, just the most random, outlandish thing happened, and that's that's why this had to have occurred, and that's why I can't be at work. I mean, my job now is pretty much you. You can be as vague as you want to be, but some people are completely specific. Like you, you'll get some people that say, "I've been having diarrhea all night. I'm not going to be able to make it into work." And it's like, do do you need to know that? Did you need to know that this person's been keeled over the porcelain bowl, vomiting from their anus? It's just a gross me- mental picture, especially if it's a hot chick you work for. I'm I'm a big fan of the. I, I I'm sort of in a situation now where I just email or sort of put it on this like electronic system that I'm sick. But when I used to have to call in, rather than making up a detailed story, I was always a big fan of the sounding really sick. Hey, I'm not feeling so well. Can I? uh, You know what I mean? Eat a bunch of cottage cheese and like have some of it still in the back of your throat as you're talking to them on the phone. But I mean, you'd have to be a real asshole of an employer not to believe you if you call. Well, first, if you call in like that, or if you get an email that's just saying, you know, I've having I've been puking like rooster tailing all night. Like, to doubt that, you kind of have to be an asshole. Or you got to be a shady employee, either one. But anyway, here's a list of some of the best uh, excuses for not going to work. And uh, some of these are pretty pretty funny. Uh, number one here, my sobriety tool wouldn't allow the car to start. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I never would have thought of that, but that is a pretty good one. I mean, what do you, you do might, as an that, employer? I, That's worse than ju- just say you're hungover. Because, first of all, <laughs> knowing that they have the sobriety thing in their car... <laughs> Is more humiliating than saying like, "Oh, I went out and got really drunk. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to get that drunk." But that there you have it. A girl at my work actually used it, well similar excuse, but uh, the other day my dog was having a nervous breakdown. She yeah. said she said her dog like was uh, sick or something, and it's just you know you shouldn't be able to use a dog. I can understand if it's your child. Really, you shouldn't be. You should not be able to use your dog as an excuse unless it's something really serious. Oh, I agree with that. I, what I'm taking issue with is the whole kid thing. Yeah, well, kid thing, it depends. I mean, there's, you know, there's certain certain times you have to deal with the kid. I mean, I think it's I think it's people use that as an excuse, like you know, my kid's sick, so I got to stay home. That's bullshit. But there there's certain times, like you know, when uh, something happens, like your, your kid gets injured at school, you got to go deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to. It's pretty. I don't, I don't think it's a new concept, <laughs> but it is interesting that now all of a sudden you have a child. Oh, you're not sick, but your child is sick. And oh, now I have to do twice as much work to fill in for you because you're going home because your child is sick. Oh, I, okay. I don't have a child myself, but you have a child. I just I feel like once you have a kid, then you just have more sick days. You have more excuses to miss work. 
I think a lot of people take that's pretty of much that. how it works out. And I guess as a as a member of society, all of us childless people are just supposed to support that. And I guess I do if I thought about it, but sometimes it pisses me off. It does. Here's a, here's my favorite one. My dead grandmother was being exhumed for a police investigation. <laughs> that one's actually that was that's legit, man. I'm gonna use that one actually. That was you can only good. use it. You gotta you gotta save it though. You can only use it once. They're not gonna <laughs> believe that twice. <laughs> Who's gonna? I mean, I guess you could try to prove that somehow. Uh, here's one that's just horrible. I would fire this person if they use it. I was upset after watching the Hunger Games. Yep, you're, you're fired. You're gone. For, you're, you're, you're just fired for watching the Hunger Games as an adult. But oh. then again, there's the, oh, well, I took my kid to see it. Oh, yeah. well, that's cool. <laughs> I guess you get a pass then because you have a child, because you fucked somebody and they got knocked up. I got sick from reading too much. It doesn't even make sense. Um, <laughs> reading too late? No, it's reading too much. Reading too much. I'm suffering Stop from reading. a broken heart. That's, fired. That, I would be like, you are fired. You're out of here. You're fired. Yeah. Um, sorry, we don't have we don't have room for romantic saps at this company. Sorry, you emo prick. You're done. Um, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> if I'm ever in that sort of management position, I'm going to use that a lot. My hair turned orange after I tried to dye it at home. Actually, that could be legitimate, though. I don't want. Nope. Wear a oh, hat. Yeah, but what if it's a hot girl comes in and all of a sudden she's got fucked up hair and you're just like, Wear Jesus. Wear a hat. I don't want it. Women, women. Okay, Here, here's a legitimate tangent. Women, my, my company sort of has a dress code. And I'm pr- kind of envious of these people who just, oh, yeah, I just wear jeans and a t-shirt every day. Uh, That's my dress code. A lot of companies are Actually, like that. I, my, my, I have a friend who works for a very, very large, large corporation, and he just wears whatever, basically whatever he wants every day. But my company has a dress code, like no jeans, you know, no tennis shoes. You got to, you sure has to have like a collar and, and pretty much unless it's 105 degrees out, you got to wear long sleeves. What about casual uh, Friday? Do you get casual Friday? Get to go cash. Get casual. Casual Friday, you get to wear jeans and tennis shoes, but you know, you still can't come in with a t-shirt on. So wait, do you have to wear like a button-down shirt tucked into your jeans? I uh, I cross the boundary. <laughs> I, I live in the dangerous zone between sometimes tucking in the shirt into the jeans. Oh shit! And sometimes not. No holds barred. Tucking your shirt into your jeans <laughs> for a guy who's over thirty is not egregious. Like you can pull that look up. Dude, fucking Mitt Romney does it. it's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Where was I going with this? Oh, girls. So we have, dress we have the strict. Yes, we have the strict dress code, but the women sort of just wear whatever they want. Like, oh, you have a T-shirt on. Oh, yes, but this is a fashion T-shirt that I bought for ninety dollars, so it's cool. Yeah, you know, that is legitimate. Unfair. Or uh, I don't know. I mean, what are the other examples? You know, like, oh, well, I, I'm wearing jeans, but these are like high fashion jeans. Uh, so it's fine that it's a not casual Friday and I'm wearing these jeans because they're like, you know, these are special jeans that I paid 500 bucks for. I kind of wish all women in an office environment would have to dress up kind of in the same sort of fashion as Joan from Mad Men. I'm down with that. Skirts. Skirts. I think skirts are, skirts are becoming skirts? for a woman in, a, in the workplace. And nowadays it's like girls can just go, yeah, girls can wear whatever they want. It's a desecration. 
<laughs> I don't know. Girls Sweater probably... coats, fuck off. Yeah. All right. Um, so, but next to actually being sick here, the most common reasons employees gave for calling in sick are because they don't feel like going to work, 34%. Uh, they felt like this is, needed- this is this is what they told the surveyor. Not this isn't what they ta- tell the uh, actual their boss. No, this is this uh, is the reason that they gave an excuse for calling in sick. It's because okay. they don't feel like going to work. Thirty four percent because they feel like they need to relax, um, catch up on sleep, run some errands, or make it to a doctor's appointment. But employers say that if you're going to make an excuse, you should you shouldn't. Just be honest with why you need to miss work. Because if they catch you lying, 17% said they would immediately fire you because they can't trust you anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I wonder about that, though. I mean, uh, this day and age, it's hard to, uh, you know, jobs are a scarcity. So it's, uh, you know, you kind of have to, you have to like, um, be honest and uh, maintain your integrity when working for an employer. You just got to be there. I think all you should say... It's just, just don't use your children as an excuse. Don't use your, you know, don't use your, uh, your, your pets as an excuse. Just, just use your dead grandmother being exhumed as an excuse. I think that's the best way to go. Who's going to argue with that? I mean, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, 99% of the time, it's going to be like this. Are you sick? Yes, I'm sick. I'm sick of fucking work. I hate this job. It's sucking the soul out of me. And I just I gotta sit around and play video games all day because I'm going to I'm gonna go crazy. And I would be like, okay, dude, just take the day off. Yeah, you know? I, I do hate. I really hate working. I can't wait to stop working. Just wait till this podcast. Like wait 20, till this podcast what is it, just goes off. Twenty more, twenty, thirty more years I have to work before I can like get Social Security and and dip into my for my, my retirement funds. <laughs> it'll just it'll go by so quickly and i'm just gonna cruise it i'm, I'm gonna die i'm gonna go crazy people buy more t-shirts so wackily doesn't need to work all right please that's just the way it goes <laughs> go visit adamneve.com i'm gonna lose my mind get some t-shirts so wackily doesn't have to work anyway people this is episode 351 here sick and wrong um you guys know the way the show works we present the most disturbing news items of the week just two just two of the most disturbing news items that occurred this week. Actually, this week there were more than two that occurred, but we picked the most, the two most disturbing news items a week. And you can send them in to us, and we'll read them here on the show. And if we do read your story on the show, we'll send you a sick and wrong gift or something. as a bonus, I'll give you some kudos. (laughs) (laughs) And kudos for Wackerly don't come very often, okay? Kudos. It's got to be earned. Um, That's a... that's some that's some office fucking terminology right there. Oh, I hate that. I hate that term. I think it's I think it's been declined. You know, uh, it's not in it's not in common parlance. Anymore. What's the origin of that term though? What what the fuck is a kudo? Is a kudo like a creature? At I one don't point, know. there used to be a candy bar or one of those health bars that's really just a candy bar called a kudo. But I think that was named after the term, not vice versa. God, I don't even know. Anyway, people, send your stories in the Sigron Podcast at hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Uh, we did get some good call or good stories here for this week, episode 351. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. 
Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink. So the first story here came in from Nick. Nick from Miami, Florida. So Nick writes, here's some ammunition to help you guys brand Florida as the most fucked up place on earth. Florida man, 32 years old, dies shortly after winning a pet store's roach eating contest. You know, that right there, just the name of the contest doesn't sound like um, that'd be something that, you know, would be too healthy for you. I, I was disgusted at just pet store. <laughs> it just pet stores are skeevy, dude. And the, and the only thing worse than a pet store is the Chinatown pet store. I actually kind of like going because then you see the pets that are kind of like the puppies are sort of deformed because they just haven't been given like proper veterinary care. And yeah. you see the fish that are just grotesque. I kind of like those. That's where you find a gremlin. They don't have gremlins <laughs> at Petco. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't even think the Chinatown pet store has a gremlin. You have to go to the Chinatown sort of underground novelty well, shop. Well, you talk you to go. them and then you give them like that wink. It's, a, it's then, actually a mog. You buy the mogwai and then you turn them into a gremlin. Oh yeah, you gotta do that. But you gotta beat them in mahjong to even buy the mogwai. Do you? Yeah, I hmm. believe me. I've lost many a mahjong game. That's why you don't have a gremlin yet, because <laughs> <laughs> you're not very fucking good at uh, mahjong. I suck at mahjong. You know what? A lot of Jewish old Jewish women play mahjong. It's like Chinese women and old Jewish women. I don't know why. Wasps uh, play bridge. Yeah. Which is some ridiculously complicated game that for some reason they still publish articles about Bridge in the paper, even though nobody under like 80 years old knows what the fuck they're talking about. I've never understood why they take up like, a, well, what else? What 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 other editorial marvels are they going to put in that space? You know? <laughs> Next to the comic strips? Yeah. Well, the uh, crossword goes there. The word search is over there. And uh, what the fuck are we going to do with this little tiny space? Could put Family Circus there. No, yeah, let's God, just do no. Family Circus put, twice. No, no, I fucking hate the Family Circus. Put the put the bridge strategy there. Okay, I can live with that. So a Florida man died uh, Friday night after consuming dozens, not just a dozen, not just one or two, not just a, one dozen, dozens of roaches and worms during a contest held by a pet store. Edward Archbold, 32 years old, collapsed after winning the contest at Ben Siegel Reptile Store. Um, Archbold, ben, ben Siegel Reptile Store. Ben Siegel. Speaking of, speaking of Jews. Yeah, it's Jewish Reptile Store. Um, Our prices are low! <laughs> we'll beat anybody's snake bargain! Yeah, but it's not very Jewish to be giving away a free python to somebody eats the most roaches. Oh, come on. That, this, is a, this, is a, sir, this is a typical Jewish sales strategy. You, you give away the one free python, but all the publicity you get in the new, free publicity in the newspaper, you don't have to pay for the ads. They just show you on you know the, the 7 o'clock news. And then you get all the other people that come in to buy the other snakes because they see the, the little local color bit. You do know those Jewish strategies. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, Archbold, who was competing for a free python, uh, was stricken outside the business as soon as he won. Um, he wasn't feeling well and began to regurgitate shortly after the contest conclusion. He consumed dozens of roaches and worms. You know, would you even want to, well, first of all, I wouldn't want to compete in a contest, but I also wouldn't want to be known as the guy who won this contest either. 
Because you'd be known as the guy who ate a bunch of cockroaches and no woman would ever, ever kiss you again. Well, you, you know, this guy's already not getting laid as it is. I'm sure he plays a lot of video games, collects reptiles. And <laughs> I, I'm convinced that the only reason any dude ever gets a snake or other novelty animal is because he thinks he's going to get laid. Yeah, he thinks he's going to, but they're, they're not. Girls don't even want to go anywhere near that. No. And then Girl, the girls, girls love to go back and look at um, your apartment where you have your snake. If you're a really hot dude and they want to fuck you anyways. If you're an ugly dipshit, the snake is not going to seal the deal. The only snake a woman actually cares about is a trouser snake. She doesn't care about the kind you buy at a pet store. Well, or your snakeskin wallet that's full of money. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's what and they that's really works. do care about. Then the trouser snake. Yes. All women want money. That's my theory. <laughs> it's not really my theory. Um, so the guy died right after the contest conclusion here. You know, I, I don't even could. Could you ever do this? Not, not. If, I mean, obviously, the the goal here was to uh, get a free ball python that's probably worth like two hundred bucks or something. But let's they say are they, they are worth a lot of money, right? Well, they're like it's I think two or three hundred bucks. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a infant python, a baby python. It's not like a full grown one. The, are the full grown ones worth more money? Yeah, because they're big and they're huge, and they, you know, What's, is there, are they sold by the pound now? No, but I think that when you get a mature snake that's like eight feet long, it's got to be worth more than a baby that could die in like three months because you're not taking True. care of it properly. I wonder um, how long a snake lives. But could you do a competition like this, but let's say it was for like $20,000? Like, would you consume uh, roaches? $20,000? 20 grand. Hmm. Like, at, let's see, at the, at the Alameda... I think I, could, I think I could learn to get over it. Because... I, I, Bugs kind of gross me out, but not really. And and I've had you know the like walking sticks and and the hissing cockroaches like crawl on my hand at events before. And once you kind of get them on there and you get over your initial revulsion, you're just like, oh, okay, I can deal with this. Well, roaches roaches kind of disgust me, but the worms, I don't have a problem with that. The problem is it's a contest, right? Like it's not like some rich guy saying like I will give you twenty grand if you eat ten cockroaches, because then I'm kind of gonna do it. Because you'd win it regardless. Yeah, but it's a... So this is what I'm thinking about your theoretical situation and this dude who died. Like, what about the dude who ate a bunch of cockroaches just not as many about this as this guy and didn't win anything? And if I'm trying to get 20 grand, what if I'm like, yeah, I'll eat some bugs for 20 grand and I end up eating a bunch of bugs, but just not as many as the guy next to me and I get zero and I still ate like 19 cockroaches. That's fucked. And the video is online. Like, if you look, there are like 10 dudes competing in this competition. So nine of those guys didn't win anything, but yet shoved dozens of look, roaches look, and worms D, in their I don't mouth. want to cross any legal lines here, but, um, you know, one of us <laughs> went, went on TV to promote the show. And, and <laughs> if one of us is going to eat a bunch of cockroaches on, and, and worry about it being on video, it's not, it's not going to be me. It's going to be you. I'm not worried about it being on video. Actually, I'm more worried. You're the one who's not worried about being on video. I am worried. I'm not worried about being on TV. You know, as a matter of fact, I mean, if you think about it, I even talked about this. I tried out for uh, Fear Factor, remember? And that's what they Mm -hmm. make you do shit like this in Fear Factor. But they make you. I don't give a shit that it's on video. Do you? you? Yeah, but they they make you eat even grosser things on Fear Factor, like spiders and scorpions and shit. And like donkey semen, right? Yeah, see, I wouldn't, I couldn't do that. I, that I, don't even I wouldn't know. do. I don't think I'd, I'd need be a bug able to before I would drink a thimble of donkey semen. Yeah, dirty. Just out gross. of a dirty donkey's dick. Ugh, gross. 
So Archbold was pronounced dead after being transported to an area hospital. Um, I love the picture that they use in the article. Is it actually a mugshot that was taken of him in 2004 following his arrest for disorderly conduct and indecent exposure? <laughs> Why do they got to do him like that? He <laughs> tragically died and they bring up a mugshot of something that's been, ex- you know, he's served his time for or paid his fine or whatever. Yeah, like uh, what, like eight years ago, too. <laughs> Sorry, it's the only picture we had of you, you fucking dickhead. You cockroach-eating asshole. In the video, if you, if you know, you can see Archibald because he's the only guy that's wearing like a white sweatband, like headband. He, he like was all pumped up for this. You know, he was listening to Eye of the Tiger beforehand. Right. And he goes out there, I'm going to eat some fucking roaches. I'm going to eat the he fuck thought, out of these He thought he was roaches. like the Michael Jordan of roach eating. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a headband on. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, 90% of it is, is all mental, right? It's, being, it's a head game. You got to go out there and close your eyes and shove, shove it in your mouth, you know? Uh, the roach eating contest was part of the reptile store's October 5th midnight madness sale. Uh, contestants had four oh minutes. God, this guy is a Jew. Midnight <laughs> madness. Midnight madness sale at Joe Siegel's reptile house. She just called it crazy Christians eat roaches sale. Yeah. Um, contestants. Jews, Jews probably can't eat cockroaches, right? It's trafe. It's trafe. It's not kosher. Um, contestants had four minutes to devour the most roaches, which can grow up to three inches long. And any vomiting is an automatic DQ, said the store. So disqualification if you vomit during the, uh, the competition. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. In a Facebook update yesterday, the store stated, and I love this part, the store stated that although we just met Eddie the night of the sale, we all liked him right away. All of us here at Ben Siegel Reptiles are sad that we'll not get to know Eddie better. For in the short time we knew him, he was well liked by everyone, <laughs> except the time he exposed himself to the little girls at the park. You just made that up. Is that the, <laughs> that's what the mugshot was for. Yeah, indecent exposure. That's what he was arrested yeah. for, and then disorderly conduct. But you know, the fact offender. of the matter is, these weird reptile collector dudes—they all—they're all the same type of breed of person. These fucking weirdos. You don't need to have a fucking weird pet like that. Go get yourself a cat. Go get yourself a dog if you need something. Fish. Fish are fine. Fish are probably the best thing to have because they don't, you know, they don't really, you know, cause any work. You don't have to they take don't them smell for up your apartment. They don't, uh, yeah, you don't have to walk them. You don't have to clean the litter box. It's really the perfect. If you need a pet, get a fish. But you know maybe the type a that I'm talking about, though? You should get these nerdy dudes. And these guys that actually think they're going to impress a chick by having, like, a scorpion as a pet. Who right. the fuck wants a scorpion as a pet? And then you see him walking around with a thing, like up down the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy Crawford's going to be walking down your, your fucking suburban sidewalk. See you with your scorpion or your tarantula or whatnot. And then you guys are going to live happily ever after. Or, or, no. like, or the asshole fucking, you know, on roller skates at the park with a fucking boa constrictor around his neck and like curling up in his arm. He's cruising around. And, you know, and, and it, what does he expect? The girl's going to be like, oh my God, you're so interesting. You have a boa constrictor. No one's see all these other dudes that. at the park, like eating their lunch or reading the newspaper. They're fucking squares, man. You live in a you live on the edge. You 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 collect snakes. That's interesting. God, you're such a fascinating person. I want to yes. really get to know you better. That's not yes. going to ever happen, dude. It really I'm also won't. a perverted date rapist, but uh, you'll find that out later. And then, and then the, the worst part about it, and I know I've talked about this here on the show, because I've had friends that are, uh, you know, collect reptiles and things like that. But I remember in college, me and my roommate, we got iguanas. 
I don't even know why I got an iguana. I didn't. I didn't even want. I touched it maybe once. I was so scared of that thing. Do you, do you <laughs> did remember? They live, did, you, did they have separate cages, or did both no, of your initially, iguanas cohabitate? Initially, we had the same cage until his iguana ripped the arm off of my iguana because they would fight. Oh, shit! And is, that, so, is it like a salamander where it grows back, or is that that it for it? Now it's a tripod. No, I had to take it to the veterinarian. They had to sew it back on. Oh, they sewed it back on. Yeah, it cost me like five hundred bucks. Like John Bobbitt's cock? It Pretty much. It, it, it came back. It was fine. And so, I, and, Wait, it cost $500? Yeah, $500. Sew the arm back on. In college, you paid $500 to get your iguana's arm reattached? I had to borrow it from my dad and pay him back. He made me pay back every cent of that. Oh, my God. I would have dropped my, ke- my giant chemistry textbook on it <laughs> and done with it. You know, I I ended up giving it to Jeremy, actually, Big Jer, and it flourished into like an eight-foot iguana or something. I don't know. Well, Big Jer is an animal lover. Oh, he loved that thing. I mean, he's, the a, very thing, car- he's a caring, nurturing person. But anyway, the other iguana, because I got rid of mine after, the, after that, uh, but the other iguana, um, Chuck's iguana, my roommate's, he had this huge, it was a big iguana, and it was a big, mean-looking fucking creature with like scales and whatever right. things have, and like, they have like a razor-sharp palate, those things. Anyway, Chuck had a penchant for pulling it out when we get drunk in his room. Like people would be in there drinking. Have a crazy pet for. That's what they do. They they pull out their snakes when people are drinking, and they think it's funny to carry them around. Chuck used to put it on his head, and it would just sit on his head, and everybody would be a little skeeved out because you're like, you know, I don't trust that creature. That thing could jump on my face at any time. So I was always like, I'd sit across from him and I'd tell him like, you know, dude, that's not cool. You're totally ruining my buzz, and it sucks. Well, one day Chuck was doing that, and the thing bit him in the face, like nice. bit down on his face. And you can't just pull it out, or you'll rip out a chunk of skin. So he had to like grab it and pry its jaws apart so it didn't rip out like a huge chunk of his cheek. And then he threw it on the ground and of tried course. to stomp on it, and the thing was yes. screaming. And like these growing men, me included, were like jumped up on desk. I was, I was, I was like jumped up on the desk screaming like a woman. I was so scared. But anyway, he got rid of it after that. But that, that's the thing. I mean, it took <laughs> who, him. Who, who took it off his hands? I don't want this thing anymore because it attacked me and, and tried to eat me. Do you, well, he, you want it? It's a great pet. No, he sold it. I mean, it was like a huge iguana. He sold it for like, I think he sold it for like 700 bucks, $750. I mean, it was like a. There's, all, there's always some creep out there that wants it. Huh? Yeah, another guy. And the thing's going to do the same thing. It's like, I don't trust those people that own those, those creatures, and I don't trust those creatures. So this guy that uh, that devoured roaches, obviously I don't want people to die, but I don't think there's a great loss here. <laughs> but he probably wasn't going to breed. People eat bugs all the time. Yeah, but... but are, they, but, are they determined that he died from the bugs? You know, they, I, uh, I read another article that said he had an allergic reaction. To so the was, bugs? To the roaches. The, this particular hmm. kind of roaches. But, I mean, they tested Maybe one of the Maybe bu- <laughs> one of the bugs has eaten a peanut before, and he had a anaphylactic peanut reaction i mean it's a but how often do you eat roaches probably had no idea you had that kind of allergy right <laughs> you are allergic to roach wings so stay away from that okay just <laughs> get a puppy why, why are you even testing me for that how much am i paying you again doc you fucking ass just get a puppy you want to get laid get a puppy no that's what do you, true what do you have here for the second story rankling <laughs> A lot of people send this one in, and it's probably good to hear for our younger drinking uh, listeners. 
this girl, did you know that the drinking age in, in England, Lancashire, is 18? Really? So, uh, it's, so if you're listening to this and you're a Yank, then just pretend that uh, she's 21 and you'll get the same sort of idea of what's going on. What about so this in, girl- in London? Yeah. Do you, do you, can you be 18 and drink? I think. I think it's countrywide. Wow. Can Gabby we have sex Sk- with 18-year-olds? I don't know what the age of consent is there. I'm sure it's got it's got to be 18. Well, <laughs> it has like to be any, 18. Not like anybody had sex with me when I was in England, but uh, it has to be 18. It's probably younger than I mean, it, it may be younger than 18. I think we've covered this before. There's some, there's some website that tells you the age of consent in all these countries, so you can and, go and like, And dudes that have that bookmarked, yeah, stay away from them. Uh, her, this one's name is Gabby Scanlon, and she's actually quite attractive. She's 18. That helps. Most 18-year-old girls are somewhat attractive, I guess. Uh, she was celebrating her 18th birthday, and uh, she went out to the pub or the bar or something like that. I don't know if this is a pub situation, because and when you listen, you'll, it's kind of a fancy drink to happen at a, at a pub. It's more of a club, I think. She... Uh, she had an adverse reaction, so I guess this is the adverse reaction themed show to to consuming things. There's a theme going on here. It was a correctly prepared Jägermeister drink and made with liquid nitrogen. Hmm is that the, is that the Jaeger bomb that uh, Pompey was talking about? I believe the Jaeger bomb is when you drop the Jaeger shot into some type of a beer. And I've had those, and yeah, those those do those will hurt you, but more in the hangover sense that we were talking about before. So this is just a a tumbler full of Jaeger that they've put in liquid nitrogen in, right? Which is similar to dry ice. Dry ice is, I believe, carbon dioxide that's frozen, and uh, you know, nitrogen's the same. They just it's at room temperature, it's a gas, and then they get it really cold. Till it's a liquid, and then they throw it in the drink, and it makes sort of a cauldron effect, <laughs> which yeah. is good for Halloween. We're talking about Halloween, right? Uh, but when you're gonna get one of these Spooky. kind of drinks, when you're gonna get one of these drinks that's fogging over, and you're and you're pretending you're the wicked witch of the west or whatnot, although she's supposed to stay away from liquids, right? Because <laughs> she melts, anyways. Uh, yeah, be careful that because you got to make sure it's all uh, has evaporated because when it's when the liquid nitrogen is still liquid, it's negative three hundred and twenty one degrees Fahrenheit. Wow, <laughs> which is not healthy to be on your skin. So would she just slam it as soon as they gave it to her? She just slammed. I it? believe she just slammed it. And remember, she's eighteen, so she's not an experienced drinker, probably. Yeah, but I wouldn't know what to do with this case either. I don't drink these kind of ridiculous fancy cocktails. Well, that's why this is a public service story we're doing here. I'm amazed that a bar would even serve this this type of drink. It's such a liability. No, it's kind of shit happens all the time. It's 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 a novelty drink. Yeah, right? but I mean, it's a novelty drink that can kill you. Yeah, the bartender should be warning people, like, "Hey, this is like funny, and look at this smoking drink, but uh, don't drink it till it, like kind of stops For 10 minutes, smoking." Yeah. yeah. I think they probably should just not serve these things at all, especially after what happened. So she slammed the thing, and uh, she started to feel ill. Um, and uh, she went outside and collapsed, I guess. And uh, they took her to the hospital, and she was diagnosed with a perforated stomach. So the, the cold, cold liquid made it down her 
esophagus. Uh, she had uh, she became breathless and developed severe stomach pain, and the the cold liquid it was so cold it basically burned a hole or several holes into her stomach. They took her to the hospital, and uh, the surgeons just immediately figured out that like wow she's fucked up. There's a hole in her stomach. They had to take her entire stomach out. Oh my god, the whole wow. thing. They wow. just sewed her esophagus right to her small intestine, and it just there goes straight through. So she'll never gain any weight. This might be a good thing. Strangely enough, uh, it says that people who have had a gastrectomy will still be able to lead a normal life and eat and drink regular food, but they will need to eat smaller amounts and take vitamin supplements to make sure they get enough nourishment. I can think of a lot of women I know that should get gastrectomies. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do this, the stomach stapling and the lap band, and then there's another one where they, they do the little side hatch. My question is, is more does effective. it affect your pooing? Of course it does. So, I mean, can she still, does she have to have a colostomy bag or can she no, still I think she, eliminate oh, I her guess, waste? I mean, when I say affected, I mean, she's pooing less because she's not able to take in as much food. I don't think it does affect it that much, affect it that much. When you, when you so eat, this isn't that big of a deal. Like then it's like, well, then she doesn't even well, need a stomach. You know, had a do, she had to have massive internal surgery on her 18th birthday, which was not elective. I think it's uh, pretty bad. Yeah, but you know, she's not going to, you know, Put on like sixty pounds when she turns thirty. Yeah, that's true. That's Actually, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean she's still going to stay attractive. I wonder if uh, she'll if be her able face to gets all fucked up. Well, I wonder if she'll be able to drink, put down as many pints. That could be a problem living in the UK. You it is. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of what they use that as sort of their analog of the peacock's plumage over there, right? It's how many pints you can drink. That's how you. That's, That's how you display your sexual sexual availability and fertility and fecundity and sexual prowess. In the UK, and I'm, I'm talking about the United Kingdom, Scotland especially. Even Ireland, the birds? Yeah, well, the, the, birds, the birds are attracted to men that can put down a certain amount of pints. But the guys are more attracted to women if they can hold their own at the drinking table. Hmm. How about darts? The women have to be able to play darts very well? I think a guy would hate a woman that beat him in darts. Don't you think? be such a sexual like just turn off maybe it's like mostly th- everything i know about darts is from that uh book london fields i know but a, a woman beating besting you in darts is like a woman mocking your manhood you wouldn't want that to happen i'm a, I'm a modern dude i'm a modern male I, mean, I, I don't i don't mind that a woman is better at things than me so do you think this i want to girl- be i want to be a stay-at-home dad <laughs> without any kids like, i'm gonna maybe a stay-at-home like pet owner then, then you're going to have to call into your wife to make excuses why the laundry wasn't done, why there's no food on the table. I'll figure something out. I was exhuming <laughs> grandma. When she comes home, I'll just, I'll just be wearing lingerie, sexy underwear. She'll forget all about it. <laughs> My strategy. So do you think this girl learned her lesson? I don't know. But let me tell you, there's one interesting part of this story that I like. So as happens with this sort of thing, gets politicized, right? So... uh the city council person, he's actually the licensing committee chairman, which I assume they mean like, you know, liquor serving establishment licensing. His name is Paul Atchison. And he told the television station that's reporting on this that he was uh, at the same bar as this girl a few months ago, and he tried the Nitro Jägermeister drink himself. <laughs> he says, quote, I heard about this story this morning, and I was quite shocked because I have actually tried it myself. I'm I'm shifting into an English accent 
midstream, if you haven't noticed. It's a good job, though. That's a Very side believable. Note. It was quite scary to think that it could have possibly happened to me. I thought it sounded interesting. That's probably one of the draws. You assume the drinks served in licensed premises will be safe. Well, you're on the fucking licensing committee, you asshole. If anybody knows, you should. Was um, this before or after she drank it? Exactly. <laughs> He's not saying that he sort of found out about this story and went down there to check it out as a as a responsible member of parliament or whatever the fuck he is. He just happened to have... This is like your local city council person just goes and does Jaeger bombs at the bar all the time. <laughs> I'd vote for him. Shit. All the, all the city council people in my city are boring as shit. I'm sure Joe Biden's done one or two Jaeger bombs in his Joe Biden does 40 not do years Jaeger on bombs. the Senate. <laughs> don't, don't be fucking trying to get votes for Joe Biden on the podcast by telling the youth of today that he does Jaeger bombs. He has never done a Jaeger bomb. He I, bet your Biden drink. Could drink you under, I bet your Biden could drink you under the table. All, no, all these politicians in America today, they, they, they all make up this big point of like, oh, I don't drink myself. I, I respect the working man having his, you know, six o'clock beer down at his, his local bar, but I don't drink, but I'll come in there and I'll have a water with you guys. I'm just a regular dude. Like, fuck off. I don't know. Obama Biden's did that beer school. summit, which was kind of cool. And I guess they have some special beer recipe at the, at the uh, White House and... And Obama does smoke. I guess that's. I guess I'm voting for Obama. But all the other ones, <laughs> fuck off. Fucking Mick can't drink because Mormon God says it's bad. And and Paul Ryan, you know, whatever. He's some fucking health nut. He does, I'm sure he doesn't drink. Nah, I bet you he never does. Fuckers. So you know what pisses me off about this story? And uh, just hearing it. Obviously, I don't want a young girl to have to, have to uh, suffer this type of injury and have her stomach taken out. But at the same time. A bar should not be serving these fancy fucking drinks. And by drinking it, this is the hazard that, you, that you've taken upon yourself. It pisses me off. It pisses me off that there's these bars now, especially down in L.A., San Francisco, too, for that matter. These oh, yeah. quote-unquote mixology bars. And I know we've talked about them before, but it fucking pisses me off. It's a crowded bar. You go in this crowded bar. All I want, all I want is a bullet rye on the rocks. One rock, actually. Just well, bullet rye with little, one rock. That's, that's a little froofy right there. Rye what whiskey. Happened to, what happened to Jack Daniels or wild turkey? I would take wild turkey. Whatever. Just, uh, just, a, uh, just a glass of wild turkey. That's it. That's, that's all I want. It takes how many seconds? Less than 10 seconds to pour? And then meanwhile, here's Dickhead next to me getting a Moscow Mule or a fucking Manhattan or a Sazerac whatever shit sack. And Dark then, and stormy. That's a good one. Dark and sore, whatever it is. And and like I'm sitting here having to wait for this uh this 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 mixologist bartender shaking up the drinks in his little shaker, making a little fucking show of him shaking the thing, and then making these five specialty cocktails that take, I don't know, like three or four minutes a piece. And now now you know fifteen minutes of watching this bartender make these specialty cocktails for the asshole in front of me, and all I want is just a little bit of bourbon in a cup. A cup. A, a shot cup. glass. A shot glass. A Whatever. A tumbler. It just pisses me off. It's like they should have two separate lines. Don't you think so? I, I do. I mean, it's not like you're at a soup kitchen, right? And you like, haven't eaten for a week. Well, no. Well, sort of. <laughs> I, also, I, also think, I also think you're kind of at cross purposes because, you know, there's bars where they don't even own one of those shakers, right? 
I mean, okay, I guess I could go and, uh, to they a don't, They don't have bar. any fruit behind the bar whatsoever. Maybe uh, like an old crusty lime. <laughs> That's it. But uh, there's no women in those bars. That's your problem. Well, that, you're, that, you're, that's you're at cross rub. purposes. You're going to the fancy bar because that's the bar. That, women like those drinks. And a, a woman should order. There should be like a little bar where women and effeminate men can go over and order these cocktails. And then real men will drink over here. They'll wait till the girls and you know the girls have, and the effeminate men have bought these girls like six or seven cocktails a piece. Then me, swoop I'll in. go over there and I'll swoop in and they're too drunk to notice what I look like. I mean, I, 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 I guess I kind of agree. It's the same thing with fucking coffee shops. I mean, I'm, I'm of the opinion that men should not even be buying any type of clear liquor at the bar. I mean, it's got to be brown or beer. <laughs> brown That's or it. beer. <laughs> you can drink rum, I, like vodka, I guess. You can drink I, whiskey, scotch, Irish whiskey. But don't, don't let me see you ordering like a vodka tonic or even a I guess... I like vodka. In, in though, England, but I don't in England, there's it. a long history of gin and tonic, so maybe they get a pass. But if you're in America, maybe this is sort of a travel tip for British people that are coming to America. Yeah, the girls can get a gin and tonic, but if you're a dude, just make it something whiskey based. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I usually order whiskey, but I like vodka sometimes too. I mean, I don't, mm. I don't mind. Vodka's for drinking at home by yourself. That's my opinion. <laughs> Not out. <laughs> It's like it's like when you go to the it's like when you go to the restaurant, you know, don't don't order the chicken. You you can make chicken at home. Order, yeah, but, okay. order something more fancy though. Order the steak or the pork or uh, you know, some crazy pasta dish with seafood in it, fish. But the chicken is boring. But at a restaurant though, you can order your Manhattan or your your stormy and dark and stormy because you're sitting at a restaurant, the bartender there takes his time making you this special cocktail, brings it out. That's when you order one of those drinks. At a bar, you shouldn't be ordering one of those drinks. Well, I don't want to go. I mean, we could go on and on, but like now you're getting into the realm of the gastropub because now there's sort of there's this blurring of the lines between what is a bar and what is a restaurant. A lot of these bars serve fancy ass food now too. Well, if you're hanging out at, at a place like that, then I think a, a fancy drink should be expected. But I think when you're in, at a bar that does not serve food, not even appetizers. Then you shouldn't be able to get fancy cocktails, or they should have a separate bar for the fancy cocktails. That's my that's my opinion. But, but you you want the separate? There are separate bars, but you want the separate bar to be connected to the bar that has the fancy cocktails, so the the hot women will be there t to be hit upon. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying it's like the bar is going to be segmented, or you know, it, it, it's going to be split into the one the the area where people can buy normal drinks, whiskey, beer, and then the other area where people Tequila. can buy. Well, a good women can or you buy a, a, a female drink. Like you go over there and you buy a female drink. I think you that just I, need to, you need to stick to bars that when you go up to the bartender and you say anything beyond if the if the if the ingredients of the drink are in the name of the drink, <laughs> they can make that. You know, can I get a can I get a Jack and Coke? Sure. Can I get a gin and tonic? Sure. Can I get a uh, Moscow Mule? And they go, huh? <laughs> That's the bar you need to be at. I wish women hung out at those bars. They don't. There, there's a couple women. They just don't have any teeth, and they smell of like an ashtray. <laughs> I think this girl learned her lesson, and hopefully this uh, this bar learned their lesson not to serve these fucking Verconcta liquid nitrogen drinks. It's ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. It's worse than a Moscow Mule. It's called the uh, it's called the Nitro Jägermeister, by the way. Don't forget it. Anyway, people. Um, 
We're, we're, we're nearing the point where we, uh, we, we're about to do some phone calls here. Um, people, you can always call the show. Sick and wrong. Um, the sick and wrong hotline is 206-666-3846. You can email us, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we, did get some few phone, we did get a few phone calls. We also got a follow-up email I want to get to. So I'm going to try to bust through all this. Um, but before that, here's a word from our sponsor, adminneve.com. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. All right, we got a few phone calls here. The sick and wrong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, the first call we got here is kind of short, but it's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. I don't know if this joke is appropriate for the workplace, because we seem to be talking about workplace in this podcast. Okay. Once again, it depends on your workplace. <laughs> if you work at a podcast. Yeah, but okay. At my office, you know, I remember initially when it was just us dudes, we could, you know, say whatever we wanted to. And we used to send a lot of like gross pictures and gross links to each other. And it was funny. But now it's like, you know, we, they hired a female boss and they hired uh, other employees. And I'm not just saying it was just women. There were other guys there that would be offended if they saw a picture of like goatee on someone's computer. But that's what gays. we used to do. You're saying they hired some gays. <laughs> well, that, well, a lot of gays like Goatsy. But yeah. um, actually, some of the gay, some of the gay guys are the filthiest dudes I know. And they have a way, way better sense of humor than a lot of these like straight laced like waspy types. But yeah. I'm just saying, it, there's a certain level of humor that's permissible in the workplace. And it, I guess it all depends on your work. So this guy must work at a pretty cool spot if he's hearing jokes like this. Hey guys, my boss just told me this amazing joke. He's Korean. He has a fucking sweet Asian accent. He's always like, "Oh, how are um And uh, yeah, it's fucking nice. But check this out. Imagine a Korean guy saying this. He's standing right next to me. I'm not going to do the accent anymore. It is going. He's standing right next to him. <laughs> he doesn't want to do the accent. <laughs> His boss is like, "Hey, could you go mop up aisle seven? Like, hang on, I'm calling a podcast." Okay. <laughs> And I'm about to make fun of your accent. Yeah, take your time. To be this joke, okay? Why do you wrap a gerbil in duct tape? Why? So it doesn't explode when you fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, that's great. Well, the the best part about it is the context, is the fact that your boss is telling you that joke. I would have liked to have heard the joke in the Korean accent. Yeah. Actually, well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Maybe maybe when you're not at work and you're calling the podcast, maybe you could do the joke again and we'll play it in the intro, but in a Korean accent. I want this to be do it like in the Gangnam style accent. <laughs> that guy. Um, all right, here's the uh the, the second call, which I think is a bit derogatory towards Jews, if you ask me. Hey Dean Lance, it's Paul from uh, Hundred Mile House, British Columbia. 
Um, yeah, I listen to your podcast for a couple of years, catching up on all the back ones. I think I'm at like 136 now. Um, D, please learn about some tools, man. You do so many stories of people injuring the tools or getting killed with tools or whatever. God, learn what a circular saw is, man, and a reciprocating saw. Lance, please don't let him talk anymore when it comes to tools. You seem to know everything about them, but D, you're kind of useless, dude. I love you guys both, but man, you know nothing. Maybe go to Home Depot and pay the guy, the Mexican guy, 20 bucks to actually teach you a little bit about them. All right, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Talk to you later. This guy's a are, total... are you gonna Are you gonna do that? This guy's <laughs> oh, a total anti-Semite. He's a total. I thought anti-Semite. you were gonna call him a tool. No, no, I, I don't think he's a tool. I just think he's an anti-Semitic person. You know what Jews do? Jews don't know anything about tools. Jews go to Home Depot. We don't pay a Mexican to teach us about tools. We pay a Mexican to do our housework. Like we we pay the Mexican to reconstruct our kitchen or whatever. <laughs> it would have sounded better if you said you you pay the Mexican to use the tools and to do the job. Yeah, well, that's what we do. We 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 pay the Mexican to use these tools that we have no idea how they work. I you know I've never even held a circular saw. Well, before. I mean, I could make a joke about you hiring Jesus, but what about Jesus? He was a carpenter, that guy. He's a carpenter. So when when did Jews become so whiny and entitled? After they got Something money. Something to do with the, ad- <laughs> yeah, the advent of banking <laughs> in Hollywood. After we got money, that's when we started hiring Mexicans to use those tools. that we, don't, and, we and over time, we forgot how to use them. So. You guys were may- way more competent when you were just living in the desert. Yeah, then, then we'd actually have to fend for ourselves. We couldn't hire other Fucking people no, to fend Noah for us. Noah was a Jew, right? Noah was a Jew. He built an entire boat that housed like thousands of animals. Exactly. That guy knew, knew how to use a fucking tool. Yeah, but now, nowadays all, all we do is we prosecute tools in the court of law. <laughs> and we get paid a lot of money to do so. I know about financial tools. <laughs> Would you like you know, a derivative? You know what's funny? I listened to this call beforehand, and it made me think. I, I listened to it a couple of days ago when it came in, and, and it made me think. You know, because right now um, I've been reading the Walking Dead comic books, and the Walking Dead uh, season's about to start again this Sunday. Yes, it is. Which Let's I'm hope excited it gets better. about. The last season was terrible. I liked it. I liked it. I thought. I thought you it liked was, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the last season was good were, because were you they, a big, you're a big fan of that farmhouse that featured prominently in like ninety percent of the season. It went on a long too. Uh, went on a bit too long, but they season one they deviated from the original script of the comic books, the storyline of the comic books. Okay. Season two they came back to it. They stayed a little too long on the farmhouse. But this season three, what's going to end up that, happening? That is the understatement of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I haven't I read know. the comic books, but God, fucking. But they damn moved that back to the the actual storyline. So season three, if they continue with the storyline, which I think they are, because they're introducing this character called the Governor, it's going to be very cool. Anyway, I was I liked I liked that the Asian guy got his dick wet. That was nice. Yeah, that, that's that caused me to suspend some disbelief. But yeah, it's cool that it happened. <laughs> the chick is hot, dude. And, you know, it made me think that, like, in 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 times like apocalyptic times like that, anybody can get laid as long as you're just young. You know, I've been reading the Walking Dead comics, and I'm I'm anticipating the the beginning of the new season here. And I, I listened to this call, and I was thinking, you know, if there was a zombie apocalypse that happened, and all of a sudden we're forced to like live in these communities. I would be utterly useless. I don't even know how to build anything. I don't even know how to jumpstart. I don't even know how to drive a manual car, like a manual transmission car. I would. How, be are, you utterly... on, how are you on farming and livestock? Oh, you, yeah, you, you know, just 
what, what do you think? So I would be, you would be very useful. You could like build an HVAC air conditioning unit, count the light bulbs and make Maybe. stuff like that. Yeah. You know, whereas don't oversell it. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would do other than provide maybe comic relief or just completely annoy people. I, I, I really we would I, like we, we could like do the podcast. Well, there's no electricity, right? So that's going to be tough. Then, then no well, podcast. Let's, let's say we find a generator. We do the podcast. We like put it on USB sticks and then we like leave it in dead drops around the in bushes and farmhouses around the country. So, you know, people can have some entertainment on their iPod players as they're, they're running away from the fucking I think the horse. only thing I can do, really, is put people against each other and maybe make fun of some people. Definitely point out people's foibles. I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. Other what, than, if a, what if a zombie comes up and you're like, well, like, oh, this guy with his bad breath and his fucking stupid limp, and then I, he just feels bad and he walks away? <laughs> <laughs> you mean just try to shame him from, from yeah. not beating me? Can you shame a zombie? I guess I could maybe do that. Probably, I'm pretty good at doing that, making you people would, feel you would bad. Be eaten, you would be eaten so fast. I, I think I would be one of the first to go, and I, I don't even think it would be the zombies that would get me. That, that's the problem. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of characters on the show on the show that their main power seems to be their like rampant racism. <laughs> you, you, we could we could yep. get that down pretty well. But they're still useful though. Like I, I and Walking Dead, watch it. How many obnoxious Jews are there on that show? Well, how many you know, a lot of shows sort of avoid that sort of character. Yeah, but there's no Seinfeld character on uh Walking Dead. There's no Woody Allen walking around. You know, that What about that guy who owned the Winnebago? Was he Jewish? He might as well have been cuz he was kind of useless. <laughs> He owned a Winnebago. All you have to do is, if you went and bought a Winnebago, your value of during the zombie apocalypse goes up by at least twenty times. So yeah, go get a Winnebago. Well, that guy could also fix the Winnebago when it broke down. Like I would just be <laughs> he bitching yeah, he, about he, he, it. He did it really quickly too. When that Winnebago broke down, he had it right up and running. Like at least eight episodes minimum, it would take him to replace a fucking hose. And get the Winnebago going. Yeah, but, but I would have been the whole time like, where are the Mexicans to fix this Winnebago? Mexicans! And the Mexicans all would have been eaten. Yeah. Yeah. I would suck in a zombie holocaust. Thank, thank you, caller, for pointing that out. You made me, you ruined my whole week. I hope you know that. Let's move on. This is just getting depressing. Yes. Um, next call, actually. This is kind of good. This is kind of a good thing. There's a, it's, it's kind of a prankster, this guy. A merry prankster. Oh, hey, sick and wrong. It's me again. Uh, so today in psychology class, we had to make these posters for uh, suicide preve- prevention or whatever. And uh, you're supposed or to put a hotline on it. It's supposed to be a, a fake hotline. Uh, so I'm that. suicidal or whatever or something. <laughs> Can you help me, operator? <laughs> I, love, I love how this is what they do in high school these days. It's like in psych class, you got to make suicide posters. Did you have psychology as an option in high school? Yeah, we had psychology class. It was great. Mr. Floyd. I don't think I, don't think I did. Maybe, I didn't take it, but maybe it was available. I don't know. Oh, God. We used to fuck with Mr. Floyd all the time. It's a great class. I loved it. He, pro- he probably murdered himself later. <laughs> goddamn sure he kids. Did. I can't take it anymore. I'm ending it. <laughs> made my fake poster. I got my grin on whatever. But what I did is I took the real posters for the real suicide prevention hotline. I took one of them down, and I took it home and scanned it into my computer and replaced the suicide prevention hotline with this phone number. Uh So you might be getting messages on your machine about people trying not to kill themselves. Um, Stay sleazy. 
I hope this kid knows. I hope it rests heavy on his conscience that a bunch of kids are probably going to call and leave messages for us, and we're going to ridicule them. Then they're going to kill themselves. This kid's a bully. He's a bully, this kid. <laughs> Bullying the suicidal. <laughs> Bullying the suicidal. I mean, I, I don't know if I can get behind this. <laughs> Somebody's genuinely suicidal, and they're calling the fucking sick and wrong hotline, and then they can't find the real number because this guy modified the, the fucking posters. <laughs> really? I don't know. If you ask me, survival of the fittest. Come on. Really? <laughs> like, you don't think any of our listeners have siblings or relatives or friends who've committed suicide? Probably. But, I mean, if, yeah. if, if they can't figure out the real suicide hotline number, do they really need to live? It's on the fucking poster. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean... They... I'm, I'm hoping that they, they call the number, they learn about the show, they listen to the show... And they choose life because they say, like, you know what? Everybody's got it rough. Listen to these two fucking assholes. <laughs> if, if, if these guys haven't killed themselves, there's no reason for fucking me to. I hope, they, I hope they're able to uh, maintain that level of optimism because I would hate for them to listen to this show and be like, so that's what's going to happen when I turn 37? I'm done. I guess, I, guess I'm not, I guess I'm not that bothered by it because how often is how often are you contemplating suicide yet you're like walking somewhere where there's a poster are you talking daily or weekly (laughs) (laughs) you know in in any given situation where you're contemplating suicide and yet you see the poster and then you call the number off the poster and that and that's what sort of prevents you from making the the wrong you know the ultimate decision that is not a good decision i think we would be i think we would be the worst suicide operator people don't you think no i think i do a good job i mean i guess we do a good job in my two cents i don't know <laughs> my, my two cents <laughs> my two cents is don't kill yourself dude <laughs> my two go. cents um what are you thinking of using are you gonna drink a jaeger bomb filled with liquid nitrogen that's gonna be painful very painful yeah i, I would say my two cents uh, is just to not kill yourself <laughs> Cars, it took us eight days to get to this call, and it took you three days to download the podcast, and you're probably dead now, but hey, that, go for it. That's my two cents with Dean Lance. Yeah, that or, or, or does the poster work like, like you're just walking around, and you're sort of having a bad day, and you see the poster, and you're like, I might be suicidal later. I'm going to write this number down and put it on my phone. You know, you all know how I think the poster works, is uh, an asshole like you or me would, would call that throughout the day on a payphone and just fuck with the person. Because think about think of think of all the opportunity for prank calls there. I bet you the hot, the suicide hotline operators have a high rate of suicide. Yeah, I, I mean I could imagine because you just have to listen to sad sacks all the time, all day long, and then prank prank or callers idiot are fucking equally too. depressing to listen yeah. to those assholes. I don't know. We we got one more call here. That's the 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 another hotline question. Listen to this one. Hey, Dean Lance, this is John from Utah. Right now, I'm on the toilet listening to your podcast. Um, you know how they have those um, phone lines that you call if you feel like you're going to be a suicide, the suicide hotlines? Yeah, do, do you know if they have any of those hotlines except if you feel like killing a massive amount of people, like a homicide hotline or anything like that? I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one thinking something about this. So keep up the good work. Love the show. Bye. My two cents. <laughs> Poo thoughts. With Paul. Is his name Paul? 
I don't know. Dude, why would you go and kill a bunch of people? It's like, it's, it's, it, to even entertain that notion is completely retarded. Seriously? Well, the, uh, what's, what are we calling the Batman guy now? He's just the Batman guy? Holmes. His name's something Holmes. Oh. Well, he, he had a therapist, and apparently he had called her before he went and committed that atrocity, and it didn't do any good. I'm just saying, this this kid, I know it like kind of sounds a bit trite to say it gets better, but it's like, you know, dude, you're probably in high school, you're full of angst or whatever, because you're not getting laid. You'll get laid when you fucking graduate high school. Jesus Christ, don't go kill a bunch of people. Then you're never going to get laid. Right. Or <laughs> you're going to get laid in prison. Well, yeah, but you're not going to want to get laid in prison. not conducive to your, your enjoyment. You know, you, you can call, okay, the the hotline here, if you're going to do a mass killing, is 206-666-3846, and we're just going to tell you how <laughs> retarded you are, because you're never going to get laid, all right? I think a hotline is supposed to have a live person on the other end. Yeah, well, you could just leave a message for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you through the podcast. It's so much easier just to go smoke some weed and watch Tim and Eric's awesome show. Beat to off go- to some, like, disgusting porn. Yeah, or listen to Sick and Wrong. Do something. I mean, fuck. You're not gonna. Drink. You're definitely not gonna Just get drink. laid if you kill a bunch of people. <laughs> Just drink. I mean, I, I I don't know. The whole killing a bunch of people, maybe side related to committing suicide. It's kind of this massive, like, uh, you're holding yourself in very high regard that you're annoyed, so a lot of people have to die, or you're so annoyed that you have to die. Like, who the fuck are you that you're never supposed to be annoyed? Yeah, what are you, Nietzsche's Superman? Yeah, what are you, fucking Prince Charles? Come on. (laughs) Oh, this is is dreadful. I have become inconvenienced by life, and these people are really bothering me. They're getting my goat. Okay, fine. Go eat a fucking hot dog, you asswipe. Well, what's funny about this kid, too, I mean, he sounds like he's like 14 or 15. Seriously, you think your problems are bad now? Wait till you're fucking like 28 and you're living with your fucking girlfriend for like two years and you're, you know, behind on rent. Your job sucks. That's and when you want to fucking... she misses a period. Yeah, and she misses her, her fucking period. That's when you want to fucking kill people. Dude, kids, your, your problems aren't that bad. No, but even then, even the 28-year-old. And then, then you can just say, well, wait till you're 60 and you're shitting in a bag out of the side of your stomach. That, that's when you can kill somebody. And then... You're just too old. And then you're too old. You can't old. do anything. Yeah. You can't even commit suicide. <laughs> you're just, just going to wait to die at that point. So we hope we made That's you feel life, better. That's life, people. You just keep putting off and waiting for worse shit to happen, and then you die. So, Wackily, you prevented a mass killing, but you uh, supported a mass suicide. But hey... That's what happens it's when you call same, It's the same thing. <laughs> so you're you're killing, you call your, killing yourself because outline. you're sad. Like, you know what? Everybody's fucking sad. <laughs> it's just, you're, you're not special. Don't kill yourself. Everybody's sad. Welcome, you know, join the fucking club. Exactly. Just, just drink alcohol. Go get, go get some antidepressants. People seem to like those. Yeah. Get some spice. People call the Sick or Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. We totally ran out of time, so I can't get to this email. I will get to this email next week. I promise you I will get to this email. Um, If you haven't already and 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 you, you listen to this show without subscribing... On iTunes, I you know you're you're you should kill yourself because then you're an asshole. <laughs> that's like, a one legitimate reason. That's the only reason is if you're not support. subscribing to the show on iTunes. So just go to iTunes, do a search, 
For the sake of wrong, I've heard there's an app on your iPad now. It's just a podcast app. I think yeah. even with your iPhone, you could do it. And just subscribe to the show. I don't endorse that app, by the way, but I guess you got to use it. It's, it's pretty dreadful. They'll fix yeah. it soon, hopefully. But you can subscribe. Give us a rating, five stars, preferred. And uh, a nice comment, a favorable comment. Something that, uh, you know, compliments us. That's nice. I'd appreciate Something that. Something I could show to my mother. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> if I liked her. Um, but yeah, just go to iTunes, do that. We appreciate it. Also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available right now at the Sick and Wrong store. You get the Cheap Trick t-shirt, and you're going to be... It, it's just a cool shirt. It really is. It's black, matches pretty much anything. You can wear it with your acid wash jeans and not look like a dick. I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but the term pussy magnet has never applied to something more than this shirt. The only way you could attract more pussy is if you're wearing that shirt inside of a Trans Am. If you're in a Trans Am and you're driving around wearing the Sick and Wrong Cheap Trick tee, you're just going to get laid. The, the t-shirt is the t-shirt equivalent of a Trans Am. Essentially, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a Trans Am for your, for your torso. That's that's pretty much what it is. So go get go get one. Sickgroundpodcast.com slash store. I mailed out about fifteen this past week. So get one while you still can. Man, fifteen people getting laid. Fifteen people. Knee deep in vagina. If you're considering suicide, <laughs> get get one of these do just make a deal with me. This is the deal, man. This is what I'd say on the hotline. I know you're committing suicide, but wait one week, order a t shirt. Get the t-shirt, wear it for a week, and then tell me if you want to commit suicide. I've never had anybody take the deal. They it's always a, live on because their life becomes incredible. That's a good proposition. I'd listen yeah. to this guy. I think it makes sense. Um, Sick Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Marcus through Facebook. He goes, here's a, here's a booze theme song for you guys to use. I think he was referencing our alcohol news segment we did last week. That this, That's not an ongoing thing here, dude. That was just... A one-time thing, you know? I, know, I did some... an alcohol story this week. <laughs> yeah, I guess you did, sort of. But... It's kind of newsy. But we were doing, like, there was alcohol in the news, so we brought it up last week. But hey, anyway, whatever. This song is all right. It's uh, called 99 Bottles, and it's by a, an artist named Slain. You know, if you listen to the song, the guy sounds to me like that. Remember that band, House of Pain? Yeah. We came to get down. We came to get down. So jump around. Jump. Jump. Jump around, yeah. That's, Everybody jump. They're like an Irish hip-hop sort of thing. This guy's got to be like some kind of UK like Irish hip-hop guy because that, that's basically channeling House of Pain. Anyway. Hey, why not? Yeah, it works. 99 yeah, bottles. sure. We'll, we'll end the show with that one. People will be back next week with uh, episode 352. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Oh. Get your pose. Light your blunts up, get your hot drugs, and we doing it. I serve your ass like John McEnroe, put a 45 coat to the back of your skull. Come my finger on a razor blade, bag and a blow, hit the back door with a little straggler hoe. Oh, oh, yeah, you heard the news, but I'm back from the grave just to murder yous. And I get up in the street kicking curbs of shoes, number one draft pick with the vertical. Leap, leap, white men can't jump now, but I can jump slugs from a shotgun pump. I come from a hood you do not come from, if you think I'm no good, take a shot, dumb, dumb.
with the milk and Kaloa. You're like, what's he think? Cause a milky Kaloa is a pussy drink. What's a down piece worth of a pussy stink? I have been knocked down and pushed to the brick. I stick with the reek cause I reek of the stink. So come and take a whiff when I speak what I think. I pull up in the club, take a leak in the sink. Then I bounce from the spot with the freak and a mink. 99 bottles of beer on the the world. 